You have just made the best decision of your day by choosing to listen to the Holistic Bitches Unfiltered Podcast with me, Leslie Rubinoff, the OG Holistic Bitch. You're guaranteed to laugh, have a what the fuck moment, and truly be inspired to change small things in your life that will have you reaping the rewards of living a truly holistic life, mind, body, and soul. Welcome back to the Holistic Bitches podcast with your host, Leslie Rubinoff, the OG Holistic Bitch. And today, my friends, we have a very special guest, um, another clubhouse friend, but this is going to be one of my favorites, I know for sure, because we're talking about fucking sex and natural, natural thing that all humans must do. And even in my 37th birthday post, I said, make sure you have more sex. We need to be having more sex. So I'm going to introduce you to Dominique DeVita. Her mission is to help you live life fully from a place of magic, love, and abundance. As a registered nurse and a certified transformational tantra coach, she's a healer. Think Marvin Gaye's sexual healing. Labels aside, she saves and transforms lives. She believes that by Blending science and spirituality, we can better understand our bodies, respect ourselves, and deepen our connections with our partner. That's why she uses a holistic approach in coaching to focus on harnessing the power of your body to master self-love. Ultimately, this self-love leads us to experience the pure bliss of soulful, connected love. Basically, she's the coach who teaches you how to get off the best while getting the most out of life. Welcome to the podcast. So excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. I I love talking about all these juicy things and things about sex, pleasure, orgasms, and more love. Oh, yes. And who doesn't need more orgasms? Me for sure. But, you know, I read something that you had written and it said, you know, how you show up in the bedroom is how you show up in life. Uh Uh-oh. Let's talk about that because I'm a fucking wild, crazy bitch in the bedroom. And I guess I'm a wild bitch in life, but like, I think it's true. So I want to hear your explanation of this. The, well, the thing is, you know, whenever we're not confident in the bedroom or, you know, our sex life is suffering or we're even not your sex life doesn't have to be with even a partner. Now, this last year when people have isolated themselves more, maybe they haven't had a partner, but then they completely disconnect from themselves. It's really important that we tap into our own pleasure and even be our own best lovers. And when we are filling ourselves up with pleasure and self-love and we're radiating that, we increase our magnetism, we increase our confidence. And then when we move into the world and we go outside of the bedroom, we shine more brightly and we attract, we become the super attractor to attract the things that we're wanting to bring into our lives. So one of the things I share is, you know, from the bedroom to the boardroom, like how people are in the bedroom also impacts their uh bottom line, pun intended, but their business as well. And in the book by Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, chapter 11 is dedicated to the techniques that I teach my clients on sexual transmutation. It's titled The Mystery of Sex. And you got to think in the 1930s, that's pretty edgy for Napoleon Hill to bring up the topic of success or sex with success. And, you know, at the time he interviewed over 25,000 successful people, even researched 
Lincoln, Thomas Edison, all of these greats that had amazing success and, and um, looked at, you know, different areas of their lives and saw how whenever they knew how to focus their sexual energy towards what they desire outside of the bedroom, things change. But it all starts within your body, how you experience pleasure and not to disconnect from your intimate power, our sexual energy, our desire, that's our most creative energy. We're creative from that energy. And so when we know how to focus our desires and our sexual energy towards what we want to create in life, it's such a game changer. I, I couldn't agree. And I think I think what holds most people back in the bedroom, and now that you, we've, we've brought this to light, it's confidence and insecurities. Exactly. And shame. Some people can have so much shame around sex and pleasure and they think it's bad or there's something wrong with it. And why should there be shame about something that really brought you into existence in this world? And if we want to change our lives, why don't we tap back into that very energy that created our life to begin with and tap into the magic of that to create the life that we want to live now in this moment? So just like it created your life to begin with, it can help you with recreating. It's a creative energy. So just learning how to tap into that pleasure and self-love and elevating your vibration, you tap into your own magic. And I love that. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, so many women, and I, I'm sure men too, they're, they're self-confident. They don't like the way that they look in the mirror. They don't embrace themselves. So, you know, women will get into better men or like if, if a man, you know, touches a stomach and the woman's like, Oh my God, like don't touch my stomach. I mean, I've done that. I've totally done that. I don't do that anymore. But like when someone would touch your stomach and you're just like, you feel insecure about it, it's hard to, you know, be as comfortable as you need to be to truly, I believe experience the best sex ever. Yes. Cause we have to get out of our heads and we have to let the inner critic can't join us in the bedroom. You know, we have to really have that confidence so that we just really tap into our pleasure and what we're experiencing in our body and not let our monkey mind distract us, which is also why having a meditation practice is really great for having better sex because you're able to drop into your body more and not be so distracted by those thoughts that can pop up. Like, what is our to-do list? What did we forget? What is the stress of the day? What am I being self-conscious about and overthinking and not tapping into pleasure? And we also need to remember to put ourselves at the top of the to-do list and prioritize our pleasure. So yes, mindfulness, your brain is your largest sex organ is really important. And, you know, whenever you're able to just drop in and let go of the doubts and, um, you know, that inner voice that can be a critic is so key to having more pleasure and more intimacy and connection with your partner. Cause then you're not focusing on what you're thinking is wrong with you. You're focusing on that connection and that intimacy that you're sharing with the other person. And when that person is there with you and they're turned on, they're not sitting there being critical of you. And if they are, they shouldn't be in the bedroom with you anyway. It's so true. It's so true. What, what goes through a woman's head and what goes through a man's head in the bedroom are so different that that guy's not thinking about your stretch mark. He's, he is thinking about how fast can he put his dick inside your mouth, your ass or your vagina and get to work. Like he's not thinking about the things that we're thinking about. Like that's the truth. It really is. So the truth, but you know, something you said is that, you know, we were brought into this life well, most of us, I mean, some people have to go through different procedures to be brought into life, you know, in vitro and whatnot. But like, 
What about the people who weren't created on a foundation of love? Do you think that energy is kind of like, you know, passed through? I mean, there's a lot of oopsies and like, you know, things happen or like the two people creating you aren't really in love. What kind of energy does that instill into that person? It can create, if there's a lot of stress whenever we're babies and we're in utero, if there's a lot of stress around us, it doesn't seem fair, but actually mother nature's trying to prepare that baby for a stressful environment. So the baby is feeling that stress. I didn't realize that when I had my children, I had them at a very young age. And now knowing what I know now and then I would have done things much differently, but I had chose a, you know, like the wrong partner and I was having a lot of stress when I was pregnant. And then I can see even as an adult, how, you know, the, they deal with stress or their anxiety, you know, they can have anxiety or different things. And I didn't discover these tantric tools and techniques until they were adults. And I'm just like, wow, I would have been a much better parent. I would have been more selective on who their father was and what being more aware of the environment I was bringing them into. So yes, the mother nature, it will prepare the baby for the stresses that it's seeing is around you. And it will key, you know, it will do things so that the baby knows how to handle that stress because it's going to be born into that environment and needs to be able to cope. So you're releasing stress hormones. You know, I'm also a registered nurse. You're releasing stress hormones and elevated cortisol levels into your body. And that's impacting the chemistry of everything that's happening. So, you know, but don't think it's too late. We can do things to change and work on our subconscious and do our healing so that we can work past those things as well. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, we don't exactly choose to come here. We're brought here. So I guess we have to, you know, play the deck of cards worked out. Um, you know, something that I, I find really interesting and I mean, I have so many questions, but like, you know, why is masturbation shameful for so many people? I mean, boys and girls discover their pleasure spots very, very young, very young. I think like by the time they're like three, you know, girls are humping the floor and and boys are like playing with their penis. Yes. The shame just comes from our society and our parents not being educated properly because their parents didn't educate them properly. A lot of shame comes from religion and church and, you know, looking at these things that are bad. And if you look at who transcribed or wrote the Bibles and things about religion. It was men that wrote these things. So a lot of times with the patriarchy and older societies, there there was this need to repress the feminine, suppress the feminine's desire, because I think sometimes in older, you know, past societies, and even sometimes we see it in our present day society, that the power of the feminine and the woman being able to be multi-orgasmic and do all these things, like we can have sex for hours and we can have orgasms on, you know, unlimited amounts of orgasms. If we're given the right space with a partner to do that and men aren't able to do that unless they've, you know, worked with me or they've learned these techniques from someone else. And so there's a lot of shame about it because I think they're like, I don't understand this. I wish I could do this. And so there's just shame about it. Like, Oh, women should be controlled. And in older societies too, with the patriarchy, the men wanted to be able to divvy up their properties. So if they're, whenever they would pass away, the property and the things that they're owning, they would want to pass to their children. So they would want to be sure that the child was definitely biologically their child. So then they would want women to be married because a marriage certificate is really just about being sure they can be in possession and be sure. Because one thing when women, when we have a child, we know it's ours. 
but that's something that men are able to do. They don't know. And back then there wasn't DNA testing, right? So it was like shame women and kind of have them not tap in or feel through religion that they shouldn't feel desire and they shouldn't, you know, um, that they should just save it for marriage and only be with that person. And the whole, you know, a lot of things like the scarlet letter and all about adultery is like to shame women as a way to control and also shaming men. There's, you know, we shame children a lot and it's a way of controlling a population by bringing in the element of shame. And we grew up, if you look in our school system, often we were disciplined by our teachers by being shamed or shamed in front of our peers. So shame has been a big thing to control people for way too long. And it's something that we need to separate from and let go of those tapes that we were still playing in our minds about something is wrong or something is shameful. And the female body is wired. We have way more nerve endings to experience pleasure. We literally were given a sex organ, the clitoris, that has over 8,000 nerve endings that has no other purpose for us other than to have amazing pleasure. We were built to experience pleasure. Pleasure is your birthright. And so there should be no shame in that and experience in that. And there should be no shame in men experiencing their bodies too. So unfortunately, shame is a lot to disempower too. Because again, our sexual energy is our most creative energy. It's our life force energy. And if we were taught how to be empowered by this energy and how to tap into it to be rocket fuel for manifestation, to focus it on what we're wanting to create and to you know tap into our intimate power, then we would be harder to control as a society. So it's almost like, okay, dumb us down. It's okay to look at porn and be misinformed on what's available for us. You know, whenever we're educated about sex, we're only taught abstinence, wait till you're married, um, don't get pregnant, don't get an STD. But no one ever tells us how healing, you know, just like Marvin Gaye sings about sexual healing, how powerful and empowering our pleasure can be for us and how beautiful it is to have a deep intimacy with another person and within ourselves. So, you know, a lot of it is a shame to repress us and suppress us. And I think we should break free from that and tap into our own power and take our power back. It's true. Cause you know, so many times, like, you know, you gauge in conversations and like the con the questions have come up, you know, so many times, like how often do you masturbate? And like, I used to remember being telling people like, I never do. And I was like, fuck that. I masturbate every single day, you know, every single night, unless I fall asleep first. Like I'm all for that. Like, and I think that like people need to do it more. I think people would be so much better if they were just more in tune with their, with themselves and to, um, you know, experience it. And really like by pleasuring yourself, you learn about your body, like, you, you become sexually inclined so that when you do get into the bedroom, like, you know, what's up, like, you know, what's happening. And, you know, I guess it's like, how do you teach people healthy masturbation? Like, like, do you start teaching that to kids? Like, this is your private parts. This is what, like, like, I don't have kids, so I don't fucking know. So you have kids, like, how does that conversation even come up so that they don't feel shameful for doing something like that? I'm sure boys are obsessed with their penises. So especially when they first find it. So like, how do you, how do you navigate that conversation? Yes. Well, I never had boys. Um, I did openly talk with my daughters about sex, but I never did talk to them about masturbation as I reflect back, you know, um, I didn't 
create shame. I just felt that they were probably doing it and naturally being drawn to doing that the way I had discovered that on my own. And so I wouldn't create any shame and I would give them privacy to explore what they want to explore. But I never would talk to them. So, well, you know, I take that back. I do recall. I remember just having a funny conversation once in the car. I was, my older daughter was a teenager and her friends were in the car with us. And I just said, you know, over, was this the thing I would say, you know, over, you know, that, you know, let's say that 30% of people masturbate and the, you know, when they, there was a poll and 30% of the people polled said that they masturbate. And I was like, and the other 70%, they were just liars. And I would just put humor around it. Like it's normal to masturbate. Everyone masturbates. You know what I'm saying? So (laughs) I would just like use humor to normalize it and not have shame about it. And then I would also tell my daughters, I was like, you know, you don't really want to have sex when you're younger, just because boys haven't figured it out yet. And then they're only going to last a few seconds. And the immaturity, because our kids aren't taught properly, you know, you're going to do something where people could shame you in school, or it could hurt, you know, and they would be talking about your personal matters for something that only lasts a few seconds and puts you at a lot of risk. Like guys haven't even figured out sex yet. So take your time and, um, and just wait, like do things for yourself, satisfy your own needs. So I did talk to them about it now that I'm reflecting back um, and, and wait for that. You know what I mean? And I was just like, and I'm not going to be impressed if you're married as a virgin. I don't care about that. You know, I would rather you know what you want, your purposes in life, or for you to have your college degree or whatever it is that you're wanting to go for, have that before you get married. You know, so I would try to minimize the need of like holding on to virginity, but letting it be their decision and being sure that they weren't just doing something because a boy was pressuring them into it. I was like, you know, boys, the sex isn't even good that good when you're younger. Because for me, it wasn't. <laughs> and I was just like, it's such a disappointment. Like, why even risk things and have people talk about your business? Because people don't have the the maturity at that age. And then they're going to shame you for something that just wasn't even worth. It was just a waste of your damn time. So, you know, and then my daughters, the people that they did lose their virginity to when they were in high school, they still have good relationships and friendships with them this many years later. Cause now my daughters are 29 and 33, but they just, oh my their gosh. Time. you look like you're fucking 18. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. On <laughs> Halloween, I'll be 53. So I have what? to, re- yes. So I have to oh reflect to these God. conversations. So it's, you know, we should not have shame about masturbating. The other thing though is males, it's really different for males and for females when we masturbate because when, whenever we have an orgasm as females, we don't fall right asleep. Just when a couple has sex that they're male and female, the male will fall asleep right away and the female is still awake. And that's because as females, we get charged up by the orgasms and it can be really good for us. Whereas men, if they If they know how to have a full body orgasm like a woman, which I teach my male clients how to do, they are charged up and they can be re-energized by it. But if they're having the typical male orgasm when they're ejaculating frequently, they're falling asleep and they're draining their life force energy. And I incorporate both Tantra and Taoist techniques. And in the Taoist techniques, it's believed, it's kind of like Eastern medicine, right? And with acupuncture pressure, acupuncture points, your meridians in your bodies and all of those things, 
They, the Taoists believe that the reason that on average the lifespan for females is longer than males is because that males lose a lot of their life force energy and frequent ejaculation. So it's important that males learn to not just continue to drain and, you know, have a, an unhealthy relationship with how they have their pleasure. And then when we look at porn, if we're looking at things that are negative or have a different vibe, you know, it's not ethical porn you know, who knows what the circumstances and porn that we were watching of how the people are there or what their life is really like. Um, we might be taking in an energetic that's not the best for us. Or if we start masturbating to an ex-lover that it was an unhealthy relationship, we're just creating those bonds and those energetic attachments to those things. So just having that mindfulness of like, this is my most creative energy. What am I going to focus on when I am in these orgasmic states of being and what am I creating and attracting more into my world? What am I thinking of in these moments? Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because it comes back to that conversation where, and listen, I respect everybody's choice, do what you want, but like, you know, wait till you get married to have sex. Not everybody one gets married. Number two, I need to try my partner on for size. Like I am not marrying somebody that doesn't fucking blow my mind but that's just me you know and I you know I've had my experiences and you know they all I think they say like don't marry your best sex and I'm like I would only want to marry my best sex because like that is so important for me it's important I think you know people you hear people say oh sex isn't the most important thing in a relationship intimacy is definitely one of the most important aspects of a relationship yeah, a lot of times when I work with couples, the reason they're getting divorced is that they're not having any intimacy or connection or passion anymore. That and finance issues too are big challenges for couples. My mother was born, she had me later in life, and my mother was actually born in 1933. And she would tell me when I was younger, she was like, don't marry anyone unless you've had sex with them first so you know what it's like. You don't want to marry someone who's bad in bed. Like my mom would tell me that. And so she was ahead of her times and, but her ability to talk so openly about sex helped me with my path now of just, these are just normally normal conversations and I'm not, I don't have any shame about it. So it's like, this is a normal part of life. Um, but yeah, I think that sometimes good sex for us can also be found in the dysfunction of a relationship, that dysfunction of always having the makeup sex or the roller coaster, or there's some dysfunctional patterns that we've carried off from our mother father wound and then found that in a partner. And so we also have to be sure like, where is that fire coming from? Is it coming from something that's healthy or is this something that's actually an unhealthy thing that's turning you on? Because, um, you know, it, it's, it can be kind of a, a whole weird thing. I realized that when I first started learning so much about sex, it ended up being about my people-pleasing needs. And I was like, damn, okay, well, shit. Because I was already being a Tantra coach for a while. And then I unpacked that people-pleasing and how that is why I became so good at sex. I was like, oh, no wonder I was really curious about being like the best lover. And then I would just be in this thing of like, if you've had abandonment issues as a child, then you can get into people that have those abandoning behaviors. And then it seems really charged because then you're like, you know, dangling the amazing sex in front of them. And then they're like, Oh yeah, I want some more of that. And then, and, but then you can see on a, on another level, you haven't addressed other things. So having amazing sex with someone that also has good self-love is key. 
Because if they don't have a good relationship with themselves, if their self-love is not on point, you're just going to have an unhealthy relationship because we can't give from a place of lack. If we don't have this within us, we can't give it to another person. So self-love is a big aspect of Tantra that really helped me heal my dating patterns. And then I could attract lovers that were able to have like this soul sex. So now I'm able to have, when I have my first experience, I'll just share a link with you that you can put in the show notes to share with your listeners about my first soulgasm. And when I had that experience with a man that had mastered Tantra, you know how to separate his orgasm from his ejaculation and last for hours. And I was able to ride the waves of prolonged bliss and ecstasy from, and not with any chemicals in my body or alcohol or anything, just having this amazing levels of pleasure and bliss in my body for hours on end. And just knowing that he was completely present and connected and holding that space for me. And I could energetically feel that he wasn't worried that he was going to ejaculate too soon. Then I was able to really be like, oh, I don't even have to hold myself back. I can just go all in and explore how amazing this is for me. And that's when I had a Kundalini awakening. And with my chakras and stuff, that energy came up from my pleasure centers all the way up and opened up my my third eye and my crown chakra. And that's how I had my awakening. I wasn't anticipating that, but that was a completely li- complete life-changing moment, com- changed my whole life path. And I was like, you know, I feel so bad because I was already really great with sex and having better sex than 90% of my friends. But I realized in that moment that I had merely been scratching the surface of what was possible for me because we get so focused on goal-oriented sex, um, sex based on our egos, sex based on what positions are we doing and the gimmicks of sex. But we don't deep down go into like having those those levels of sex and pleasure and intimacy and connection. And those people that I've attracted into my life, I've had two lovers that have been able to do this. Wow. And then a third, actually, even before I discovered Tantra, now that I reflected back and had a conversation with a previous lover, I did not know until now he shared with me, oh, all those years ago, I'd studied Tantra. I was like, oh, no wonder I would have those amazing experiences (laughs) with you. And it's only with men that have mastered this that I've had my best sex with. But they've either grabbed their books at a young age that their fathers had on this topic or studied it for themselves for a year. And then my other one, he'd also dated a Tantra coach. And the other one had also studied some books on these practices. And they really understand their energy. And then they become like women. They're just not going to give it up to you that easy because they understand I'm not going to drain my life force energy just for nothing. Like, you need to be of a certain level in your where you are for me to even want to interact because you start to understand the vibes that you're you're connecting energetically with someone. Sex is a sacred energy exchange. And so now I won't have sex with someone if I wouldn't want to be like that person. I have to be sure that they're on point and that, you know, their energy is good to mix with mine before I do that. Because I can't put on a body condom and protect myself from people's fucked up vibes so that's the lesson that i've learned so true that is you know that is so fucking true we didn't and it took it i didn't realize it for a long time too but then again my sexual needs to you know have sex and multiple partners was my own shit that i hadn't dealt with and it was like that satisfaction you know that abandonment stuff that you had brought up um it's so true and i i would also say like I know that I have not, I have better sex than 95% of my friends, but that again goes into me being very confident with myself, very comfortable. And again, knowing that 
I know that I'm going to bring this person that pleasures, but not really. Is that person going to bring me the same type of pleasure? Like these fuckers still call me years later and be like, Oh my God, I'll never forget that night. And I'll be like, Matt, you definitely don't even scratch the surface of the top five. You are not memorable at all. And then when I kind of like got my shit together, I realized that the exchange of energy during sex and like literally, like you just said, like you are bringing somebody's energy literally into you and it can totally fuck with you. And I only realized that I I would say maybe max two years ago that I really understood the, the energy exchange between two people having sex and not to fucking waste that because you are giving yourself energetically to someone. And I hold myself now in such a high regard that I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. And it's a decision that we definitely, we need to make and we need to understand. I would love for you to briefly just talk about the, like scratch the surface about Tantra because I don't think everybody knows what it is. I, I, I think more people don't know what it is. I think most people think of it. They think of like sting, you know, he was I like, did too. I did <laughs> right. Too. Like the, He's the poster child for Tantra. Right? And I wanted to learn Tantra a decade before I had my experience. And my first love, you know, the lover that I had that he'd also dated a Tantra coach, whenever I had that experience with him, I didn't even know he had studied this. And he shared with me, he's like, you're like naturally Tantra without even knowing what it is. He was kind of freaked out that that's just naturally, I think in my past lifetimes, um, I've had these experiences. Now, so, but the thing that held me back from experiencing Tantra is that misconception that you need a partner. I got a book. I put it on a shelf a decade before my encounter with this other, this man. And then I was like, Oh, when I find someone that wants to do this with me, then we can open and look in this book. And I should have opened and looked at the book because Tantra starts with you. It's a solo practices and it's beautiful practices for transformation and for amazing healing in your body opening up your heart chakra, helping with the mother-father wound. You know, all of our chakras, our energy centers in our bodies are relating to other things that are blocks also when they're blocked that are holding us back and just opening those up and healing those aspects of ourselves. So it's a really powerful tool for healing, opening up your heart and dropping down your guard and living life from a place of love instead of fear. And then tapping into how amazing it is to be your own best lover. You know, we attract better lovers by being our own best lover, by learning these things about our bodies. And so I love that you shared that too. That's how, how we do that. And then there's meditation practice. So, so white Tantra goes into meditation and breath work practices, pranayama. Um, pink Tantra is focusing in on the heart chakra and opening up any blockages that are there. And self-love is all about the heart chakra. And we are not going to attract the right relationships if we haven't figured out our self-love. So that's the foundation I start with all of my clients. It's key. And then the other practices for red Tantra are the ways to experience prolonged states of pleasure, either by yourself as a solo practice or with a partner, and then moving that pleasure through the energy channels in your body. So you're opening up your chakras and empowering yourself and you're having a different life experience and you're more expansive and expanded. Now the byproduct of Tantra is once you master all of these things, yes, you're going to have better sex because you are, you've like done all this mastery and you know how to meet yourself on a very intimate level. 
You know how to pleasure, experience amazing pleasure in your body. You know how to drop in and have more presence. And you have this deep intimacy and love within yourself. And we are a mirror for all of other relationships. So when we start to meet ourselves this way and be our own best lover, then we attract better lovers and we are become better lovers for other people. But it all first starts with us. So we can't be chasing lovers or looking for relationships from a place of scarcity. We first have to be our own best lover. And that's where the deep healing begins. And Tantra helps you with that. And it also helps a lot with manifestation and really powerful. I've manifested amazing things into my life with Tantra. So that's why one of my programs that a lot of women, and I teach it to men, but it's different for men. A lot of women though have had amazing breakthroughs, attracting better partners, even having more pleasure than they had before. If they weren't having trouble with orgasms before, their orgasms are intensified Um, and making more money, all of these amazing things and shifts happening And so I have a program called the OM method, which is the orgasmic magic manifestation method. And it just teaches you how to stop tolerating fuck boys or fuck girls and to do these techniques and practices. So you're your best lover. And then you tap into the magic that you have to create manifest what you want to experience in life with using the cycles of the moon, the tantra practices, um, your breath work, your pleasure, your orgasms, all of that. And just uh, the orgasms are rocket fuel for to turbocharge what you're wanting to bring into this, into existence for yourself, what you want to experience. And I've attracted celebrity clients, better job opportunities, um, better homes. Like I've manifested so many amazing things. My friends are always like, wow, you're just like this super manifester. They, mm-hmm. I'll share with them like, guess what happened today? And they're like, oh my gosh, this is, they just laugh now. And my stories that I share with them are really powerful. So yeah, Tantra is a tool for transformation and healing metamorphosis, like going from the caterpillar to the butterfly and then just flying and living life in a more expanded, magical way. Well, it looks like you just sold me on that course. I'm so there for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll definitely put that in the show notes because I think it's just, you know, it's like what we don't know. We can't change, you know, like I don't know anything about, like I understand the basic concept of what Tantra is, but like I've never practiced that. I've never brought that into my, into, into my, you know, into my sex life. So I, I totally want that. And I also want to manifest a man that can like literally fuck me for hours. Like it's amazing. That. And it doesn't I seem, know. some people will be like, Oh my gosh. Cause they're used to the regular boring sex that some men have learned from watching porn. And they're like, Oh my God, that for hours. No, thanks. And I'm like, no, this is so different. Like, and it's so much fun. You know, they say time flies when you're having fun. I literally, I knew that a lot of things had transpired and happened during the five hours that I'm with my partners when we do this. It can be three to five hours. Um, And I knew that like so much had taken place, but it felt like as if maybe only 20 minutes went by. Like literally it's timeless. Like time seems to stop or stand still for you. It's amazing. And you have this deep soul connection with that person. So it's powerful stuff and it is so powerful. You know, that's why I won't do it with anyone. And you know, even before Tantra, I would have the same thing where men would be calling me back and decades later and still trying to get me to come back. And I'm like, no, that's okay. I'm good. You know, because I've, I've experienced something that's next level. And now even just average regular sex doesn't really appeal to me as much. I'm like, if you can't meet me at this level, I will just self-pleasure myself. I'm not going to settle for bullshit sex anymore. Mediocre sex is just not for me. I mean, sometimes a quickie. With someone, if we're just wanting to and we decide to on occasion, 
can be, but no, I don't know. It just doesn't appeal to me at all. I'm like, why am I going to, you know, share my energy with you when you don't take the time to, you know, worship me like the goddess that I am. And it's a mutual worship. It's like the God and the, and the male with the divine masculine and the goddess and the feminine. We all are divine magical beings. You know, we are all gods and goddesses, you know, then even in religion, I've made you in my likeness and in my form is like, you can be your own God. And then when we put shame on sex is like, hello, if you look back at Jesus and Mary Magdalena, like look into those stories, you know what I'm saying? Like, I believe in having Christ consciousness. I believe that Christ was an enlightened being. And so then people wrote books, stories about him to try to control the, the public, just like you have old wives tales or the, you know, um, let's see, you know, the big bad wolf, or you don't, you're not going to tell a lie because, you know, then you have all these fables and these tales that are to control society and make you behave in a certain way because they didn't have the governments and the police force and all of these things to control people. So then they make the 10 commandments of their main laws. They don't want you breaking. And they're like saying, Oh, this is how this happened. And I just, I just think it was just stories passed down to control pop population. And I think people that met Christ knew he was a divine enlightened being that had tapped into these things and then people respected him. So then they're like, Oh, this is the book on, that's just my belief on it. You can take it or leave it, but that's just what I feel. But I believe in being loving and, you know, um, tapping into how I can co-create with the universe and the universe has my back and I don't have to approach life from scarcity or fear. And it's much more empowering when I approach life from power and love and pleasure. So that's where the superpowers are. I hear you. Okay. Let's talk about the benefits of an orgasm benefits mm-hmm. of, well, we could, we could put it all together. Let's masturbating and orgasms. Like, what are the benefits? We know they can knock you out and you can go to sleep. Okay. Yeah. What I've else? always said, I would joke around. And when I was a nurse at the hospital, I was like, instead of giving our patients sleeping pills at night, we should just tell them to masturbate. They'd fall asleep. <laughs> you know, I would say that as a nurse. So, um, and then you don't have the side effects, right? So, um, so there's a lot of really good hormones that are released, like the oxytocin and a lot of really good feel good hormones are released whenever we experience pleasure and whenever we have orgasms and they're so important for our body. And so disease is dis-ease. It's discomforting your body. So when people feel shame and they disconnect from their pleasure, you can tell when the way someone moves through the world and their stride and how they show up and they're like charged up and magnetic that they're, they're juicy. They're living life. You know, they're from this radiance and it's attractive. Like you're attracted to that. And even when my male clients, if they're not ejaculating frequently, they're like, wow, like women are just approaching me or women are just sending me nudes. I don't even need to ask. I don't even ask for that. But now I just get out of the shower and there's like nudes have been sent to me because it's almost like they get into their energy and their vibration of like, they're not approaching scarcity. They're like, Hey, I have my energy. I'm good here. I can have amazing full body orgasms and lots of self pleasure too. Um, so there's a lot of like different chemistry, different changes start happening. And then they start being pursued like a woman would be because they're changing their vibration. And it's such a rare thing to see a, a man really step up for themselves in that kind of a way. Um, but you're releasing a lot of good hormones and you're feeling more connected in your body and you're having that sexual energy and your juices flowing and it's really good for your energy centers. And in Taoist practices, you want to breathe. And when I teach my clients, we're breathing the orgasmic energy and the turn on energy 
through your body, through your organ systems to charge things up and to be like a sexual healing. So you're vibrating at a higher level and that you're more radiant and then you're feeling better in your body. So there's a lot of hormones that are really healthy for you that you release whenever you do have an orgasm, especially for females. Do you think that um, regular masturbation can definitely increase and um, strengthen the immune system? Oh, yes. There's a lot of things that are released. So so interesting as we've all been through this thing and everyone's about being disconnected because everyone's worried about their immune system. It's like, why don't they teach us the real ways to improve our immune system? So I'll share with you, there's a, a video that I did on the benefits of orgasm. And I'll share that with you with the show notes. And I'll share a link on my own method, the manifestation program. It's really powerful. I've manifested amazing things in my life. It's super dope. Um, and then I will share also just a little free guide. There's an audio where I go on a rampage giving advice on orgasms for females because I'm a nurse, a tantra coach, and a sex expert. So I have over 10,000 hours of experience in sex, you guys. Um, <laughs> and I'm You're also... Yeah. And then I have, uh, I also am, I love the magic of everything because I'm also born on Halloween and you know, Scorpios were the sex sign of the Zodiac. So I was just doing this rampage to someone on my team who would help me with my newsletters. And I was just like doing a voice memo about female orgasm. And I was like, la 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 la. And then this, and then this, and da 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 da. And she's like, oh my gosh, that is so bomb. I'm just recording that. And you can just give that to people for free. That is fire. And it was just me just doing a download of all my information. And it's a little audio clip. And um, your audience can sign up to be able to get that email to them. So I'll share that as well. And then there will be another video that will talk about my soulgasm that I had at age 44 that changed my complete life path. And actually, last September, I left my 30-year career as a nurse to go all in on being a Tantra coach because my clients have received amazing healing. And even one of my clients, it's a male client. He's having better sex with his wife at age 60 than when they were 30. And now he has like hour long marathon sessions with her. He was not able to have sex with her and was going to have to take Viagra because of how things were changing for him in his life. And now he's like, I feel so much power in my penis. I wish I discovered this (laughs) 15 years ago. So, you know, and his wife is so thankful. She didn't even work with me. She was too shy to talk to me about sex, but he would tell me during our sessions, Oh, I want to thank you. And my wife just wants to thank you. And so it's really beautiful. Um, how he's like, now she'll have like eight orgasms at a time. I'm ready to go again the next day. So, you know, even if I work with one person, it impacts the relationship and the other person has the benefit. So it, you don't have to wait. If your partner's not wanting to try this, do this for yourself. You are your best investment. You are your longest lasting relationship from your first breath to your last. And just tap into the power that you have. And I have lots of things here I'll share too with your audience so that they can uh, learn more about it. So excited. And I want to, I want to take these courses because why the fuck not? And listen, where can everyone find you? Where are we find? She has an amazing Instagram. That's the first thing. Like Thank people, you so much. Fucking thousands of people are following you. Yes. And it's challenging though. I will share to share on Instagram. My posts get deleted a lot and I get threats by Instagram to deactivate my account. And it's so sad because we're not given the proper education about sex. No one teaches us properly. And I'm just trying to educate people into their own power but because of the sex trafficking rules and laws, they just worry if anyone's talking about sex that it's linked to something bad. I'm, I actually help 
male clients that have porn addiction. I help men to not lean in on porn. So anyways, if you really want to get the juicy tips from me, sign up for my newsletter and I'll share that link here because I do share good things on Instagram, but I'm going to have to tame, make it a little more tame because of all the restrictions on the social media platforms. It's super lame. And, you know, like we can't show anything with our boobs. We, even if we censor our nipples, but men can have their chest showing, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we're so shamed for our bodies. It's dumb. It's like, this is about men need to learn consent and need to be educated and they're responsible. You know, if you, men need to learn about consent. And when you say men don't know about consent, well, if a man had to go into a gay club, he would figure out consent really fucking fast. That's why a lot of them are homophobic because they're afraid other men are going to treat them the way they treat women. So that's a big part of the issue. So don't even get me started on that. That's a whole. Listen, I understand the censorship because I'm a holistic practitioner and I can't say anything I believe in because I get it fact checked by, I don't know who the fuck these fact checkers are, but like I get checked and I was just like, crazy. come on. It's like you tell, you tell a, um, a parent, it's okay to put your kid on Ritalin. And then I suggest CBD and they're all fucking master researchers of like, what are you fucking researching plant medicine versus poison? Like, come on, you know? And I get that censorship. So, you know, I think we should have you come back again because I still have so many questions, but I want to be respectful of your time and everything, but send me all of the notes because I'll put them all there in the the episode and we'll put your everything so everybody can find you. And I'm definitely going to take your course. Awesome. I look forward to it. And it's just yestaunter.com and I'll share all the links below and even a link where you can request a free 30 minute discovery call with me so we can see how you can be your most magical self and start learning Tantra and apply this magic to your life. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And we want men to be able to last in the bedroom, not fucking blow your load and go home. Come on, guys. It's so much bigger than that. And I'm so grateful that you shared that today. And I'm so grateful for you. We will tag everything. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Holistic Bitches Unfiltered podcast. And I hope you learned something today and that you take that moving forward and then you get in touch with the master of tantra and goodness for sex so that we can all just be better humans we all need to have more sex love light healing and lots more sex peace thank you for tuning into the holistic bitches unfiltered podcast i hope you got what you came for and you're eager to return for future episodes My one ask is that you hit the subscribe button and if you could be so kind to leave a raving review. Sending you so much love, light, healing, and inspiration to be a better you. Peace out, friends.